102.7 ESPN Studios in Austin, Texas. This is the Jeff Ward Show. Hey, welcome to our little show. Here's the way it works. I riff on stuff and you react. The phone numbers, you'll need them. 512-834-1027. That's 512-834-1027. You can follow me on Twitter or X or whatever we're going to call it this week. At Jeff Ward Show. If you want to post comments, do so. Um, if you do post comments, here's what I ask. Don't suck. Please get to the point. Try to make the show better if you can. There's a lot for you. That's at Jeff Ward Show. You can make sure uh, you check out the podcast by subscribing to the Jeff Ward Show podcast. We drop it each afternoon. You can get the show podcast wherever you download your podcasts. And there's also a YouTube channel as well. I look like Shrek, but we post that each afternoon. Check out the Jeff Ward Show on YouTube. Every Monday, I try to... Bring some reality, some Jeff Ward-based reality to many of the overreactions from the weekend. In this case, some of the overreactions have been mine for the past few months, so I just throw them in there and act like they happened on the weekend. So this is overreactions versus reality. Overreaction. This past weekend was too much. Jimbo Fisher is going to be whacked. Jimbo Fisher is the head coach at Texas A&M. He's going to get whacked. wonder how many times somebody said it over the weekend, that's it, that's, that's enough. I've read it in number, a number of places. That's it, that's enough. No more. Reality. I don't see it. I don't see it. And I don't see it because I don't know how. It's easy to react, to overreact. It's easy, easy to point a finger at the guy. The guy deserves every bit of it. He probably deserves more criticism. I get it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's long overdue. Is the firing justified? Absolutely, it's justified. Here's the problem. I don't see how. I'm not saying he shouldn't be whacked. He should. He should have been coaching at A&M this fall. I just don't see how Texas A&M could pull this off. I can see a panic-driven firing, I guess. And then I don't know how you scratch off that $80 million check. I can see it. I mean, you can. the anger should be there, and I'm sure it is. A&M has been staring at, the football program at Texas A&M has been staring at a great opportunity for an SEC championship game. I'm not saying an SEC championship. I'm saying an SEC championship game. It's been right there. The league is down, down pretty dramatically. The opening is there. It's not too much to ask after six years and $100 million that just maybe, just maybe you play for a championship. That's all. I don't even think they're saying you have to put a trophy away. Just get there, man. The SEC West has been very winnable. I mean, it's there for the taking. It's not... A stretch to say, you know, man, you should at least make it to the game. It's not too much to ask that a $100 million guaranteed contract gets you in the competition for once. Just once. The guy has been, here's the thing at A&M and Jimbo Fisher. He's been given everything. Can you imagine what Deion Sanders could do with that? 
He's been given everything. There are no excuses. None. Zero. You can't even find him. You can't make him up. And if you try to make him up, shut your face. So I don't know what A&M is going to do. I don't know what they will do. I don't know what they can do. It doesn't really make sense to me to pay somebody 80 million bucks to go away and then turn around and pay somebody else a bunch of money. I'm not sure it's even the best idea at this point. They can't panic and they can't whack him with no plan. It feels like they want to panic and whack him and it's completely understandable, but you better watch out. You can't whack him with no plan. And I don't know of any plan in the works, and I don't know what plan could be in the works. It would be understandable if A&M did panic. I, you should be panicking now. You should be beyond frustrated. You can't stand the guy. Everybody dislikes him. He is pompous. He is irritating. He's all of those things. But I don't see how you can panic right now and get into another terrible arranged marriage because that's what this is. It's a terrible, as if there's good arranged marriages. I don't know. Maybe sometimes. But this is a terrible arranged marriage. You're screwed. I think you're screwed. Right now, you're screwed. You want to know how bad it's been? For $100 million. Guaranteed. Guaranteed, okay? Uh, that's not a bunch of incentives put out there and all that stuff. They'd love for him to reach the incentives. He can't even do that. It's just $100 million guaranteed, and to buy him out is probably, what, $77 million and some change right now? And he is, at best, mediocre again. So what has happened now? Well, the $100 million arranged marriage just had another road loss. This time to a mediocre Tennessee team in a game that A&M had to win, right? I mean, if you keep saying these things, you keep saying them. You've got to win. You've got to win. You've got to win this one, man. You've got to for a change. Win one. They had to win this game. The offensive genius that is Jimbo Fisher doubled down by hiring another offensive genius by the name of Bobby Petrino to call the plays or sort of call the plays or whatever. We're going to double down with offensive brain power is what A&M has said that they're going to do. It's what the, the message sent was. We're going to double down on offensive brain power. Do you know what that offensive brain power did against a mediocre Tennessee team? It put up 13 points. 13, kids, for $100 million. Not to mention whatever Bobby Petrino has paid. So the offensive genius just lost another road game, 20-13. to 13. Uh, here's the data. Well, here's the headline, Yahoo Sports. Jimbo Fisher's woes continue as Texas A&M drops eight straight road game, falling 20-13 to 13 to number 19, Tennessee. Oh, but you have to rank. Shut up. Get out of here. You have no excuse. So let's see. They're now 2-2 two and two in the SEC in year six under Jimbo Fisher. A&M has now lost eight consecutive road games. And they have a combined 8-12 and 12 conference record dating back to the 2021 season. The only time they were any good was during the pandemic. 
2020, the pandemic-affected season. Other than that, the Aggies are 34 and 23 overall, with 17 and 29 in the SEC. 17 and 29. In other words, they've loaded up on cream puffs to pad that record, and in the league, they're 17 to 29. Over the past three seasons, the Aggies are 8 and 12 versus conference competition. Nice. All right, let's see. It's a 10-year, $95 million fully guaranteed contract with a giant buyout. What a deal. I don't know what you're going to do. I don't think you know what you're going to do. And I don't think you can really do much. I'd be shocked. Uh, I'd be shocked if there was some really good plan because I can't think of a really good plan right now. So the only good plan right now is probably just turn your head and let the guy finish it out and wait until you lose to Texas, and you can feel really good about firing. That's the only plan I can see. So no. The overreaction, he's going to get whacked? I don't buy it. I don't. Overreaction. Your Dallas Cowboys are playoff roadkill. Reality. Not now. (laughs) Not, Not now. Not after this weekend. They're... They not only got playoff life, but they were just given a gift. This past weekend was the gift that keeps giving for your Dallas Cowboys. It doesn't solve all the problems. It doesn't make up all the ground on Philadelphia and San Francisco, but it goes a long way. It's better than it was on Friday. Absolutely. Man, the sound in that building should have been cheers, and it should have been, boys, you got to go to work now. Because you've just been given a gift. The gift was San Francisco losing. If you had this in your office pool, you're a liar. San Francisco losing to the Cleveland Browns. (laughs) It's just kind of funny. And then the Philadelphia Eagles lost, ready for it, to the Jets. Not the Aaron Rodgers Jets either. He was hanging around, though. They lost to the Jets. They can't outscore the Jets. I'm not going to say right now that getting a top four playoff seed is easy, but Dallas was in the hole three games in the NFC. Maybe you could argue four. And now if they were to split with Philadelphia, don't tell me right now, given what Philadelphia has done, given that Philadelphia has just been less than stellar, they turned around and lost to the Jets. They couldn't score against the Jets. Um... Don't tell me right now you don't think this Dallas team has life. Been given life. Saying they split against Philadelphia is not outrageous by any stretch. I'm not sure, you might be called a face painter, but I'm not sure sweeping Philadelphia is that outrageous. So it is life. Really, really good breaks all the way around. So um, they could split with Philadelphia. A top four seed is not outrageous at this point, and don't laugh. Possibly a top two, and here's why. You're going to laugh. Here's why. You get Philadelphia twice. You get the Lions. Now, the Lions have to scoreboard watch against the Lions, but what if they swept? What if? Now, there's a catch to all this because it sounds pretty good. It sounds, wow, Jeff, you're right. The face painters have been given a gift. Uh, They're extra lucky. Things uh, all went their way this past weekend. Dallas screwed around, got their face kicked in against San Francisco. San Francisco misses a makeable field goal against the Cleveland Browns. Man, congratulations, Dallas. There is a catch, though. 
You know what the catch is? You can't lose. You can't lose tonight against the Chargers. I said on Friday, a Dallas loss against the Chargers sends them into a tailspin and they freak out for good reason. You can't lose against the Chargers tonight. You can't. You can't. They need to get hot. They need to start playing well. They can look up. Look, I think I'll write off San Francisco is just a bad day. But I think most people are now starting to see the trend with Philadelphia and saying, wait a minute, if Dallas were playing well, when Dallas was playing well, you could see that you could see them beating Philadelphia. Dallas needs to get hot. They lose to the Chargers. It's a dumpster fire. Overreaction. Oh man. Deion Sanders will be coach of the year. Jeff Ward, overreaction from about uh, mid-August until, oh, I don't know, about two and a half days ago. Deion Sanders will be coach of the year. Reality. Not now. No. No way. Had you told me in August, nobody even tried, but let's just pretend for a second. Had you said in August... Oklahoma coach Brent Venables would be the clubhouse leader, although I don't think he is. I think the guy Washington's got to be. But either way, Brent Venables is in the conversation. Had you said in August that Brent Venables, had you said it in September that Brent Venables of Oklahoma would be the clubhouse leader, I would have laughed in your face and said, pay me now. So I said Deion Sanders would be coach of the year at six wins. Um, If they could just play... 30 minutes a game, he'd get it. He'd get seven or eight wins. But the problem is you got to play 30 more minutes, and they kind of suck for those other 30 sometimes. They don't have 60 minutes in them, which isn't all that surprising. But you can't lose at home to Stanford and be coach of the year. Well, there's a lot of good stuff there. I, I don't think it wipes out... Uh, the interesting part, but I do think it brings reality back to, in the end, it's a pretty simple game, but you can't be coach of the year and be ahead by 29 points to Stanford at home. At Stanford. We weren't even sure they played football anymore until this weekend. Thought they'd quit. It's like, oh, we're going to have multiple teams of water polo and no football. So they're in Boulder. And Colorado has a 29-point lead. They lose 46-43 in double overtime in Boulder. You cannot do that, and you cannot be coach of the year. No, I'll stop. If they if 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 Colorado were to somehow go psycho and just sweep, I guess I would change my mind. But at this point, it's pretty hard to give somebody coach of the year when you lose at home to Stanford. I think it's written down somewhere. You can't lose to a team that's no longer going to play football. It's not okay. Overreaction. Uh, the 49ers are going to a, into a meltdown. That's it, Jeff. Look at them. They suck. What a mess. They're going nowhere fast. Go get them, Dallas. Yeah, right. Reality. None of those things is true. None of the overreactions are even close, in my opinion, unless Brock Purdy gets hurt again. There. There's too many stars. But, but Jeff, you know what? San Francisco lost to Cleveland. It was a good loss. <laughs> yeah, there's such a thing. There's such a thing. It exists. Let's put it that way. They were due for a bad game. It just, you can't, 
you physically in the NFL just can't stay that sharp. It's too hard. It's too brutal. Um, so they were due. They're due for a bad game. Here's why I say it was a good loss. In fact, you find yourself being really impressed all over again. They're playing a really good Browns defense. Really good Browns defense. They lose both Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey. Got it? Uh, we don't know yet. Now, there's the storyline. We don't know how badly they're hurt, but they, they didn't play for a lot of that game. And guess what? They lose those two guys. Most teams would curl up in a ball and be finished. They lose those two, and they're a makeable field goal away from winning a game in which they played horribly against a really good defense on the road. That's a good loss. Except... One thing I've said from the beginning is that letting a superstar clutch field goal kicker like Robbie Gold go could haunt them, and it did. They should have won the game. They had a makeable field goal. They leave there. They, they end up beating the Browns. It would have been, what, 20 to 19? They kicked that field goal, and they beat the Browns on the road 20 to 19. And you know what all of us are saying? We're talking about how great they are because they could play horribly. They could lose two of the best offensive players, the best running back in the game today, maybe the MVP, offensive MVP of the season, and Debo Samuel, and their left tackle is hurt too, and they beat Cleveland on the road, we'd be talking about how great they are. So it's a good loss. It should tell you how good they are, and until Brock Purdy disappears or he loses an arm again this year, uh, you don't pick against them. It's, if there is such a thing as a good loss, that's it. The fact that they can play that badly against a really good defense on the road and should have won doesn't mean they're falling apart. Doesn't mean they're melting down. Doesn't mean they're easy to get. It means they're really that good. Now, there's other teams you can find holes. You can probably say, yeah, they have, they're going to have peaks and valleys, but San Francisco should have won a game in which they were play, had their D game on, borderline F, and they still should have won. All right, 512-834-1027. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. Thank you, Smoker Voice, uh, on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it this week. It is at Jeff Ward Show. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> oh, I don't think Aggies, I, I, I wonder sometimes, uh, do you take the... Are you taking what I said very well? I'm kind of curious how it was, how it was taken. I, I find usually because I'm a Texas guy that people automatically, I'm like, I'm condemned. That's it. You can't say anything. You're the bad guy. You're the devil. No objectivity whatsoever. Was my take on A&M, it's not outrageous, by the way, to say that the guy has done a lousy job. He just put up 13 points in a must-have game. I don't think it's really a stretch to say any of the criticisms that I'm offering up. I'm just kind of curious how it's received because typically I, I, I have no chance, right? I promise I'm objective, but a lot of Aggies aren't going to give me a chance for anything I'm saying just because, oh, you're that guy. You're in Austin, the devil. So what do you say? <laughs> how, how different, how different is, a, is a hot take from an Aggie than from what I'm saying? I just don't think, I don't think there's a way out. Not right now. I don't. 
You know, it's it's weird to say some. I'll offer some advice unless you really have a home run deal planned out, and I don't know what that would be. It's not a great idea to get mad and just fire somebody and start writing big checks. You can check with the University of Texas to see how that works out. So, even if you just if you just sort of take it the rest of the year. That might be okay. And just plan. Plan to make the move. Don't talk to him. I don't know that I would care if you paid me $100 million. I don't need to talk to you anyway. But just just put yourself in position to make the move next year, midseason. I don't know. Whenever Texas, if Texas beats them, they're making a move. That I know. All right. So on Twitter or X or whatever it's called. Uh, at Jeff Ward Show, good thing the Aggies aren't playing Missouri this year on the road. Heck, or even at home. Mizzou is having a solid C-plus to B-minus year, which is good enough to beat the boys from Caldwell. Yeah. It's a good thing A&M loaded up on these uh, religious directional schools. Otherwise, it would be a real nightmare of a season. At Jeff Ward Show, buy or sell? Hmm, you got to buy or sell. Okay. Buy or sell, this year's New York Jets theme song is Jeff's favorite Bee Gees hit, Staying Alive. Can, can I, is there not a sticky note somewhere in the studio that I predicted the Jets would make the playoffs? Which seems pretty laughable, but they might make the playoffs. <laughs> they, might make, they might make the playoffs. One, that shows you what de- great defense does, okay? Great offense won't carry you very long. Great defense will get you there. But with Zach, who would have said this? With Zach Wilson, the New York Jets would make the playoffs. They would beat, <laughs> they would beat the Eagles and make the playoffs. Yeah? I'd still stretch. I get it. But, wow. There's a weird setup for you. Is Robert Sala, would he be the coach of the year? If the New York Jets made the playoffs, would he be the coach of the year? I think he, I think he would have to be. Who would get it? Mike McDaniel in Miami? Maybe. The Meathead in Detroit? Maybe. But the dude who just lost the entire franchise four plays in, if he found a way to make the playoffs with Zach Wilson... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you don't make him coach of the year. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Very good one. At Jeff Ward Show. Since when does telling fellow travelers in Thailand that I'm from Austin equate to let's spend thirty minutes talking about F one? Okay, I don't know what you're talking about, but that's nice. At Jeff Ward Show, P.J. Walker, Houston Roughneck. Is that a team? Is that really a team? Were they the? Was that the XFL team, the Roughnecks? Okay. Well, P.J. Walker was was he a winner this weekend? All right, on SNL, they <laughs> he looks nothing like Deion Sanders, but. On the weekend update, not only was there was there a Travis Kelsey cameo in there at some point during SNL, Saturday Night Live, 
They uh, they do weekend updates. I guess the obviously the writers are back. So this is probably they're doing this bit on SNL probably as Colorado is melting down in the second half to lose to Stanford, who's no longer playing football from what we know, 46-43 at home. So what was about to be a great bit had water poured on it by, uh, I don't know, 11.30 p.m. Well, one of the most exciting stories in college football is the Colorado Buffaloes, who have had a remarkable turnaround thanks to their coach, two-sport legend Deion Sanders. Here to comment is Deion Sanders. What's up, man? <laughs> like that black dad joke. <laughs> Prime time in the house. You know what I'm saying? We just keep winning, man. Every game, every minute, we winning at life. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're also four and three, so uh, <laughs> so you have lost a few. Come. Look at me, man. <laughs> what about me makes you think that I care about what you think about me? <laughs> You don't understand that my team has it all, man. Coaching, genius. Offense, explosive. Defense, try it. <laughs> it's a complete package, man. Yeah, well, millions of people are watching your games. You've obviously turned the program around, but it's not perfect. I mean, just last night, you lost to Stanford in double overtime. Wasn't that crazy? <laughs> man, we were up 29 to nothing after half. Yeah. So I went home and fell asleep. <laughs> this morning shocked as anyone. But come on, man, nobody's perfect. Name one team that's undefeated. Okay, well, well there's Georgia. Right. Michigan. Mm-hmm. Ohio State. That's another one. Florida State. Forgot about them. Oklahoma. Sure. Penn State. Indeed. Washington. Good team. North Carolina. Tar Heels. Air Force. And see, that's exactly my point. What, what is your point? Colin, look at me, man. Okay. To me, coaching is a higher calling. Right, that's right. You, you, you started coaching your career, right, at, at Jackson State, which is a, an HBC or historically black college, right? Very good, Colin. <laughs> very good. You know, I truly believe that God called me there, and he said, this is your destiny. Right, and then three years later, you went to Chicago. I mean, it's just Colorado. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's right. Because God called me again and was like, my bad. <laughs> and then he showed me the promised land of Colorado. I had these visions, Colin, a place where there was white people. <laughs> like, every single person was white. <laughs> I, not, not many people know this, but Colorado is an HWCU, or historically white college. <laughs> kind of like where you went, Colin. Well, I mean, Harvard is pretty diverse, you know. Colin. Look at me, man. Now look at Chase. Now look at the audience. Now look at my fingers. I got you, man, I got you. Colin, we unstoppable, man. We only lost three games. I can't even think of a team that's lost fewer than that. Well, it's Texas. Okay. <laughs> Alabama. Great program. Ole Miss. Them too. You know, Utah. Yeah. Duke. Really? <laughs> Tennessee. Balls. Yep, USC. Yeah, they beat us too. Yep, Missouri. One more. BYU. Two more. Tulane. Three more. Uh, Iowa. Four more. Miami of Ohio. All right, you can stop now. <laughs> Colin, some teams might have a better record, but we getting paid. 
NIL deals, baby. It's like I said when I was the musical guest on this very show back in 95. Look at this. Must be the money. Yeah, really, really nice moves. Tommy, look at me. Looking the whole time. Name a more iconic musical guest on SNL. Well, it's this Prince. Sure. <laughs> David Bowie. Legend. Jay Z. Yeah. Nirvana. Rest in peace. Sinead O'Connor. Brave Lady. You too. Okay, okay, okay. But after them, and like maybe the next 300, it's fall time, baby. It sure is. Deion Sanders, everybody. I forgot they played Friday night. So I'm thinking, yeah, that's right, because they got they played they hosted Stanford I think on Friday night because Deion Sanders was complaining about the late start. It wasn't Saturday. Yeah, well, there's that. <laughs> they did that, but that was perfect. That was perfect. I don't know if he ever does he really ever say "Look at me." I don't know about that, but he does. Some of that some of the mannerisms are pretty close. But ugh, they lost to Stanford, man. By the way, all that stuff about would he coach at A&M and would A&M make a run at him, blah, 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 which I don't think is going to happen one way or another. But does is some of the shine is off, right? I mean, it's uh, the the marketability is 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 much less. I still think it's there. I mean, if you gave him some players, look, it isn't. The reality is they just they're not very good on they're they suck on defense. Excuse me, they suck on defense. They don't have players. They got one guy that can cover. He plays both ways. And that's about it. So reality sets in no matter what, no matter what you do. I don't care if it's Deion Sanders or Vince Lombardi. I mean, just reality sets in sooner or later. But my gosh, you blew a 29-point lead to Stanford, who pretty much quit football, not even by their own choice. I was on Friday night. It wasn't Saturday night. I was thinking, gosh, this is, they're doing this bit while Colorado is in the process of a full-on meltdown. All right, 512-834-1027. That's 512-834-1027. On Twitter, it's at Jeff Ward Show. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. Where to go, Smoker Voice? On Twitter or X or whatever it's called this week, at Jeff Ward Show, buy or sell. I think we have to do a thing. Right? I think I meant we have to do a thing. I think that's what the audience wants. So you buy want- or sell. Are you buying or freaking selling? Make up your mind, dumbass. It kind of reminds me of this, I guess it's a YouTube show where... The- <laughs> Where this guy, and maybe there's a, probably a bunch of them, but this is the only one I've seen, and it really stuck out to me. So a Monday night football game is going on, and he's sitting there yucking it up about the game as it goes on, but then he does shout-outs, and people pay him. Like, oh, hey, Bobby. Okay, hi there. Thank you for your $5. Frida. Frida, you want me to do uh, that thing with my hair? Okay, Frida, thank you for the $8.90, whatever. And then he just sits there and yells about the Monday night game and does... And people, I, I guess you send money? It's what he's thanking you for. So that's what you want to do. You want to say buy or sell just so we do, you know, the bad song. 
All right, buy or sell. If cleared to play, Vespa Boy would start over Zach Wilson in a playoff game. Absolutely buying. Are you kidding? If if Vespa Boy wasn't clear, if they cut a leg off, he might still play. If I'm surprised, uh, had the other night gone or yesterday gone any differently, he may have just thrown the headset to the side and tried to play then. Yeah, yes. If Aaron Rodgers is able to come back, that's a good setup, though. If the Jets do make the playoffs, would they put would they put Aaron Rodgers in? Yes. Yes. And I'm trying to think if he had to be completely cleared or there was still some risk, would they put him in? I think they would. You know, i got to get your money out of him somehow. Yeah. I have no idea how likely that is. You know, he likes to talk about, oh, this is going to be a miracle. You know what's funny about Aaron Rodgers on top of all the other silly stuff? For a guy that seems to hate science, he seems to be really embracing science. I, mean, I don't even know why he bothered to climb in that MRI machine. Probably Fauci designed it or something. I just find it weird that anybody in the pro football business could be anti-science their whole life. His recovery is all science and injections and treatments and science. You know, science. Those guys, their livelihood is trusting medicine. And getting well and staying well and all that stuff. You think you think there's been an injection or two or three or more in the name of recovery? Yeah. So the only bad thing would be a COVID vaccine. Everything else with science is okay. Is that right? Wonder why when he's out campaigning with RFK Jr. Does RFK Jr. ever turn to him? Does the crowd ever say, hey, by the way, Vespa boy, why are you in all those MRI machines and why do you see all those doctors? Why do you uh, take those injections? Why aren't you just having some nuts and twigs? All right, we can make buy or sell stop before my head explodes. Michael Kane retired. <laughs> he retired in a cool Michael Kane kind of way. I don't know if we have, if we, th- there's a way to do this. If you make... A list of A-list actors and actresses. Okay, I'm not talking about somebody who's in bit parts of every single movie ever created. I'm talking about, I'm thinking of two people specifically. Gene Ackman and Michael Caine. Is it possible to quantify that they've done more movies, big movies, than anyone else? It feels as if. I mean, I look up one day, and it was awful. And it was, uh, what was the, uh, the, the Disney, is the race car done by Owen Wilson? Uh, cars. cars. Okay. First Cars was good. I don't think Michael Caine was in there. But by the third Cars, that's when he was playing uh, a Range Rover, I think. <laughs> it was awful. The guy has done some awful stuff. The guy has done some great stuff. And... What's the worst? Oof. That was pretty bad. Whatever, Cars 2 or 3 or with 4 maybe, I don't know. That was bad. There's been some bad, there's been some bad material. And then, of course, he's in The Dark Knight too. 
So Michael Caine <laughs> announced in the most Michael Caine kind of way, he said he's retiring from acting. Well, why is he retiring from acting? Because he said all he can do is play old guys. Because he's 90. Uh, a 90-year-old actor confirmed his retirement, which comes after the October 6th release of his latest and now final film, The Great Escaper. Uh, I figured I've had a picture where I've played the lead and it's gotten incredible reviews. The only parts I'm likely to get now are really old men. And I thought, well, I might as well leave with all this. What have I got to do to beat this? Is it good? I'm guessing it's good. He's saying that it's getting good reviews. Um, so he's retiring at 90. And you know what? Well, looks pretty great to be 90. The Great Escaper, um, he said he was sort of retired for that. In his final movie role, he plays a World War II veteran, Bernard Jordan, who escapes his care home to attend the 70th anniversary of the D-Day landing in France. Okay? He had to play an old guy. He says, with me, it's not quite as diminishing as you think. I remember when I was young taking, talking to old men of 90, and they weren't a little bit like me. They were little tiny old men with humped shoulders, and I thought, I'm not like that. Well, guess what? That's changed. <laughs> he retires at 90. Gosh, I don't know where. Where do we start with the best? I looked. I couldn't even print it out. I want to do the list because I thought it would be a really small, compiled list. No. No. It went, I believe the printout was 15 pages. And there's, you know, there's, everywhere you look now, there's, there's ratings of Michael Caine movies from the worst to the best and, and everything in between. There's even a whole list of Rotten Tomatoes that has, that goes like 30 pages. It has an explanation of every single movie. But he's, um, I think he's the British Gene Hackman. He has, there's nothing he won't do. There's probably not a movie you haven't seen with Michael Caine at any time. He retires at 90, and he retires because he says, all I can do is play really old guys. Make sure you check out the Jeff Ward Show podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Way to go, Smoker Voice. Here's a bet you probably would not have seen and certainly would not have made. But start to think start to think through this. How many of you would have had, you liars, how many of you would have had the Houston Texans and the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs this season? I said playoffs. Huh? And then to take it a little bit further, because uh, if in case you didn't look and most people don't, first of all, their quarterback, the Texans quarterback, CJ Stroud, threw his first interception of the season. They beat New Orleans 20 to 13. Yeah, I said playoffs. Did you have the Cowboys and the Texans in the playoffs the same year? Did you? You're a liar. How about this one? What, wait, what? What if the Texans have a higher seed in, in the playoffs than the Dallas Cowboys? Did you have that bet too? So the Texans might have. The Offensive Rookie of the Year, I think that's a pretty good bet right now. And I just talked about Robert Sala of the Jets being Coach of the Year, but you sure it wouldn't be D'Amico Ryans? You sure? 
They make the playoffs. Are you telling me? I mean, if the Jets, I don't know who you give it to. If the Jets and the Texans make the playoffs, you have dual coaches of the year. Absolutely. And no, you didn't have that bet either. No way. You didn't have the Cowboys and the Texans in the playoffs. You didn't have the Texans higher seed than the Cowboys. You probably didn't have the Texans and the Jets making the playoffs. If you made those bets, you were drunk when you made them or you're lying now. But, yeah, we might need to start getting used to it. I don't know how a team that loses at home to the Colts. Just a few weeks later, I'm having a conversation about they're going to have the offensive rookie of the year, quite possibly the coach of the year, and they may be playoff bound. That's laughable. Make sure you check out the Jeff Ward Show podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.